Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation. And by we, I mean myself, Jason, and I'm joined across town by the power of the internet, my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how is it going? It is going very well. Today's weather is cold but dry. It rain should come in over the evening and uh, be rainy throughout the weekend. Yeah, and a warm here. front coming in uh, in the next week. So, same here. Right. Is that what you said? Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, we're not that far away from each other, so no, no. Uh, it does help. Um, yeah. So, but today is also a half day, and this is super fun as we are for, recording. For school. Yeah, mean, for school. It's not like a twelve-hour day. Wouldn't that be rad? <laughs> that'd be like very, that'd be very confusing. It would be, but like you know, do you have like leap seconds? <laughs> what if we just had like a leap afternoon, and it was like, no, time for bed. <laughs> Go yeah. to bed. Everybody take a nap. I'm oh in. I'm, man, I'm in. who's in? They can't stop us all. Yeah, that would really mess up like everybody's rhythm though like to go through all of like people are complaining now it's like oh it's too dark in the evening it's like well it's gonna get weirder <laughs> <laughs> so just just stop complaining uh anyway how are you sir <laughs> I'm, I'm good i'm good i'm excited for for the debate yes this is a a uh, episode that is very full of a lot of Pawnians, which i appreciate um, and, uh, as we are walking through this episode, you know, and over listener over the past few episodes, we've been doing a plot, B plot, C plot, but these plots uh, in today's episode, they all are so interrelated that we're just going to kind of go through it because it's kind of like a, uh, it's all happening in real time mm -hmm. and they're all responding to each other. Um, and so, yeah, so let's just jump to it. Episode four or episode 20 of season four, the debate, and it opens Oh, so I was just going to say real quick, this is written and directed by Leslie Nope. Oh, wow. Also oh, known as, uh, as Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, yeah. <laughs> Who, which she got an Emmy nomination for, for this episode. For this episode. Well, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. But she so lost. So proud of her. Well, never mind then. I don't want to rub it in. I wonder who, who beat her. Oh, it was somebody who? else that's been on Parks and Recreation. Who's that? Uh, it was a guest guest star. Uh, he doesn't really have a show anymore. He got canceled. Yeah, Louis C.K. won uh, oh. in 2012. For his show, Louis? For his show, Louis. For an episode mm. of Louis. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. All right. Interesting. There you go. There's your trivia right off the bat. Do you know, they, you know, they never give us like the second place in those award shows. Everybody's you know? in second place. Well, no, but place. they actually vote. People actually vote on these things. That's true. So like in theory, right, like Lance Armstrong. What he had all of his Tour de France wins taken away from him. Mm -hmm. So technically, the person who got second got if they also did not get all their uh, winnings <laughs> taken away from them because of cheating, right. they would become the winners of that year. So right? you know, whoever came in forty third is the right. winner. The exactly. Giuseppe yeah. Valverde. Uh, <laughs> so they do that in the Olympics, though. If somebody's yeah. disqualified, they send them. They're like, "Oh, you and you, you get a gold medal now." Right. And so, like with Louis's whole, you know, problems, right? Uh, could they go back and say, you know, we are going to take away your Emmy win for your reprobate behavior, and we're going to give it to who got second place? I think if they cared enough, maybe, but I don't think they care. Wait a minute. You mean? Who 
whoever I mean, they are. entertainment, the entertainment industry doesn't actually hold to a high standard about the treatment of people? No. No? no? Oh, that's yeah, rhetorical. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think so. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. If they did, they'd tell us who got second place. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's the circle of life. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the circle of life, this episode starts at uh, Andy and April's house, where so much stuff happens. Um, and uh, there has nothing to do with the circle of life. But uh, they are going through the prep work and prep uh, and plan for who's doing what during the debate, right? Uh, and it starts with Ben talking about how they're gaining, and the debate is their chance to close the gap. And so Chris, Anna, and Tom are going to be on the spin team, um, which you know Ann and Chris are super excited about because Chris believes this is the best job he could ever have. If he was given bad news, he'd want to hear it from himself because uh, he thinks he can give good news. Um, and, uh, and Tom is kind of bummed by this because we come to find out that Tom and, Ann broke up for real this time. Um, and Chris and Ann are super excited to be together. And Tom is not excited that they're all together. And, uh, and then Andy and April are going to host a party for the donors at their house, which is, I find hilarious, um, <laughs> because their house is not nice. Mm-mm. Right. Um, and Andy points this out when he's like, I believe I can't believe our house is going to be full of rich people named Dottie and Todd and Rick. (laughs) (laughs) And like those, those those are not rich people names. It sounds like Dottie and Todd and Rick. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so they, uh, and Ron is going to provide some ribs. And April is going to provide lap dances. Um, and Leslie says, no, that's not okay. Um, and so, the yeah, elections in two weeks, debates in nine hours. And so it's time to party. And so this is a cold open that like basically tells you exactly what's going to happen in the show, which is rare. Um, but this there's, is one of those times. There's just too much. They got to get going. Yeah, there's, there's too many uh, gun distribution ideas in this episode. We don't want to cut any of those out. Right. And so, um. Yeah, so they go to the uh, next scene is Leslie and Ben in the auditorium where the debate's going to happen. Um, and uh, they talk about how big the place is. Now, Jeremy, have you seen Hoosiers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's a Hoosiers homage here in yes. this uh, where like he they go into the stadium and it's like it's overwhelming. It's the championship game. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Gene Hackman's character, coach, he measures the 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 rim. And it's like, it's 10 feet, just like back home. And the court is all the same dynamics, all the same sizes. Everything is the same. And so when Ben is measuring the podium, which is such a dumb thing to do, (laughs) (laughs) measures the podium is like four feet. It's exact same as what you use in the parks department. It's like, this is just one more public uh, presentation. And you've been doing tons of these. Well, it's right. Yeah. He just wants to let her know it's a regulation size podium. Right. Yeah. For podium competition. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, which is, you know, I think it's interesting, though, that Ben is the way he's talking about this is, you know, you are uh, you do this all the time. And Ben's really first impression, like big impression of Leslie was when she had the flu and she gave uh, just an amazing presentation to the the Chamber of Commerce or the right. Chamber of Secrets, as she called it, <laughs> um, because uh, and like even though she had the flu, she was just she nailed it. And so that's when Ben was like, you know. Talk, comparing her to Michael Jordan, you know? Uh, so I think it's just interesting that here again, he's like saying like you, this is how you, 
this is how you operate. This is your your arena. It's not Bobby's. Um, and even then, she says, I could, de- uh, he says, you could debate Newport in your sleep. And she's like, I have. And he's like, I know. We sleep in the be- same bed. It's been hell. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so the, um, they also go over her uh, opening line in this, this station, in this point, where it's essentially saying, like, I love this town. And I'll do everything I can for your vote. Bobby thinks he can buy your vote, mm-hmm. uh, which is the big contrast here, which is good. It's a good opening line. We'll see how it works. Um, and that sounds, uh, that sounds ominous. It is a little ominous. But then they also get really gross about what they're going to do with Bobby uh, as they talk about ripping. Ben talks about ripping his spine out and chewing it up and gargling with it. And they went total like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Finish him. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Man, that game, that was a lot of summers in my youth. <laughs> I sucked so bad at that game. So I, I, I've I, seen all of the fatality moves <laughs> done to me. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, still... that's why it's, you just got to get into one character. The secret is <laughs> you just find one character to get really good at and then just annoy your friends. With no. that one move that they can't beat. I can never remember the moves. I've any like you know, I've tried this. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just really nail, uh, you know, Sub Zero. I'm gonna figure out Sub Zero, and I I'm terrible. I can never get all of the, the arrow keys and the the letter keys all lined up at the same time. I just just die. So it ends up me just pushing all the buttons as mm-hmm. fast as I can. There you go. So that's my strategy. Button masher. I like it. So, uh, and it, yeah, Scorpion was probably the best character, and I, I'd fight somebody over it. <laughs> and lose i mean <laughs> i would lose badly uh so then it cuts to april's trying to clean the house and how she can't because her arms don't move that way <laughs> which had some strong echoes of my house um and uh and tom is just like what who cares nothing matters life's garbage because <laughs> Anne broke up with him and then it cuts to like why and he called in to give her a shout out to a radio station but talks about how they're like dancing and how hot she is and then tells the the radio everybody listening to the radio to go look her up her name's ann perkins look her up on the government website <laughs> and uh and so ann breaks up with him uh because he is uh terrible so um and so april's like you got to stop doing all the swagger and everything you just got to tell her how you feel and he's not really down with that because tom doesn't know how to have actual feelings um so, and then uh, cut back to Ben and uh, Chris and Anne in the spin zone. And this is one of the best spins. Ben says, Leslie tried to answer a question and audibly farted, then threw up. <laughs> spin. And Chris's response, Leslie Nope is literally overflowing with ideas for this town. And speaking of methane, <laughs> have you heard about her plan to limit greenhouse <laughs> gas emissions? <laughs> Which is so good. Um, and... Uh, and Anne is excited there about his response. And he's um, he says, it's silly that we're not a team in real life. I just heard those words come out of my mouth and I have made a decision. <laughs> and he's going to try to win and back. Yeah, it's like his, his relationship program just kicked in. Right. The robot. Yeah. Pursue relationship with Anne. <laughs> so the, mi- the microchip has been enacted. Yes. Activated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm not a programmer. Um. And so then he goes and talks to Anne, like, hey, I heard you broke up with Tom. And, um, you know, 
I would be interested essentially in getting back to our relationship. And it says we can't because of the rule. Uh, you're my boss. And uh, and then Chris points out like Newport wins. I probably won't have this job. So we'll see. Don't answer. Just think about it. Uh, and then cut back to <laughs> what? No, just this, this next part is very oh, funny. Cut back to the office or into the house headquarters. And somebody asks, do you like investing? And Andy is like, yeah, we dabble. I recently invested in some T-shirts I bought from a garage sale. I left them at Wendy's. <laughs> so the economy. The economy. <laughs> we, we dabble. We dabble. So the economy. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ron, in this, then. In this climate? In any climate. <laughs> we're going to be global. Uh, Ron gives a speech. One of the best speeches of all time. Uh, Ron, hey, Jeremy, your name is Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, do you have the script in front of you? Uh, I do. Can you give us your best Ron Swanson uh, for this speech? Hello. You are here because you gave us money. Now we will give you ribs. Also, you will watch the debate. If you like the debate, you'll also give us money. That is all. Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he ends his speech. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to write a letter. <laughs> right? There's, it, like, there's no best wishes. There's no, like, that is all. There's no I, thank you. Nothing. I want to end all my emails that way from now on. Not best. It's just, that is all. <laughs> yes. I uh, I was listening to a podcast where somebody was talking about how you know uh, they have an attitude in their email. And it's if they sign off with "please advise," it's like, "Ooh, that's bad news." Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is all, Ron Swanson. You should just sign it off with "that is all, Ron Swanson." <laughs> uh, and then they turn on the debate, and he's like, ah, "Somebody forgot to pay the cable bill." <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> it was me. Because <laughs> the cable doesn't work. All these people came to watch the debate. And uh, yeah, now they can't. So which which sets up. Sorry, I mean I know it's spoilers, but it's just like if you haven't seen this episode before, you're like, oh, oh, oh cable, and this is, but it sets up one of just the most ridiculous like time wasters ever, and they absolutely nail it. So yeah, yeah, I'm hoping we're not spoiling anything for anybody by this point. <laughs> so I mean, this is a review. Um, it's only so nine years. yeah, so. So they cut to the the conference center or wherever they're doing this uh, this thing, and Leslie's getting pumped up, and you can hear her talking about it being fierce and power, pump it up, nope, twenty twelve, all this stuff, uh, and then she takes her headphones off, and you can hear that it's "I Will Remember You" by Sarah McLachlan, <laughs> and like nothing pumps me up more than Sarah McLachlan. If anything, um, it makes me just depressed and want to like go adopt a pet or something. Yeah, um, I have one of her albums. Mm-hmm. It was during a time where I was like, I don't know what kind of music I like anymore. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> well, it's a long time ago. I know what kind of music I like now. Um, but I, I really didn't know. Like, like what? I've only listened to one kind of thing. What do I like? And so I was buying all kinds of albums. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was sitting in my office on my cubicle at Safeco Insurance listening to, um, I don't even know the name of the album. But I uh, I was crying <laughs> as I was doing my data entry. I was like, this this is so beautiful. <laughs> somebody somebody walks by. He just loves numbers. Hey, man, he just loves payroll. Um, I do not. So 
Um, yeah, so they uh, she's getting pumped up to Sarah McLaughlin, and uh, Ben is like, "Let's uh, let's do this. Uh, you got this." And uh, and Les like, you know, I have the best campaign manager, and he's like, "No, Jen's a killer. I don't know. You can beat Bobby, but I don't know if I can beat her," which is important because um, Jen recognizes how good Ben is at his job, um, which will come into next season, uh, and so. So they go out to the uh, the stadium or auditorium, and Leslie's coming out to uh, Yermley, Miss Yermley. Um, what's her name? D- Denise Yermley, uh, as she is singing the uh, the Star Spangled Banner, uh, and really, really going for it. And several times in her vocal uh, climbs and d- descends, like Leslie thinks that she's done, but no. Denise Yermley will not be stopped. <laughs> and so she continues to go. Um, and then uh, Jen and Ben are talking and, uh, you know, Jen's whole, Ben's like, Bobby looks nervous. And Jen's like, yeah, he'll be fine. Expectations are so low that he can't, if he can get through together without crying, first is going to say he's doing well. Um, and if he falls to pieces, he's going to look sympathetic. Win-win. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Jen fumbling, knows. Fumbling towards ecstasy. Fumbling toward ecstasy. Yeah, that's the album that you own. No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, is it a different album? There's multiple albums. It's it has a black and white cover. I'm just saying that's the one that Scott. I will remember you on it. I know. I was. Yeah. I just. I'm just saying. Like she has. She has a lot of beautiful songs. <laughs> okay. All right. Never mind. Continue. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of crying in that cubicle. <laughs> So the moderators of the uh, the debate are Perd Hapley and Joan Calamezzo. And Perd is purding it up. And Joan is newly single. <laughs> legendary newswoman Joan Calamezzo. Self-proclaimed legendary. Yes. Newly single. <laughs> and, uh, and so they start to go through the uh, different uh, opening statements. And uh, Fester Trim is played by Brad Leland, who you may know from uh friday night lights and buddy. uh yeah buddy from friday night lights and uh he's like you may know me as the man who sells you your guns at the gun believable gun emporium Woo! <laughs> i want to tell you about my idea for assault rifle vending machines the next one is <laughs> <laughs> which which at this point you know that's that's pretty that, it's pretty farcical nine years ago now eh. yeah, maybe. Eh, yeah maybe not too far-fetched um, and so they're just cutting through these things really fast. Like, I would love to hear the rest of his opening statement. <laughs> right. Um, and then Brandy Max is like, you may be thinking, what does an adult film star know about politics? Well, I've produced and starting over 400 adult films this year alone. Same Woo! guy. Same guy. <laughs> same guy. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> um, and uh, then thank the you, next thank one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Manrico De La Rosa. And uh, he believes animals are important as people. And if elected, I will fight for them as if they are my own children. And uh, and then Leslie talks about how she loves the town. Uh, she believes she's earned your vote. Bobby Newport believes he can buy it. Maybe that's because he's never earned anything in his entire life. She's going right on the attack. And Bobby just responds by saying, that hurt my feelings. Uh, and uh, you're supposed to be a positive person. Can't we all just talk about things we like? And Joan says, well said. <laughs> and, and everyone starts clapping. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, we need to have the candidates keep it civil. Looking at you, Leslie. <laughs> um, and then he gives his opening statement, essentially, basically, I want to 
I want to show my the city of Pawnee and my dad what I'm made of. So let's do this. <laughs> and then the wrecking crew are cheering from the front row. <laughs> There's like frat friends. Like who let you get the guys in? <laughs> hey, hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. And that use of the name Jason is in, in like the douche world. <laughs> like I, I was offended by that. <laughs> hey, Jason. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> come on. Um, and that's uh, all right. There's a, was a Saturday night live skit the other day and they're like, Oh, somebody named somebody with a J J name. No, thank you. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Ben is on the back going like he's back. He's back. So they, uh, start, uh, doing opening, doing questions. And the first one comes from Twitter. As Joan says, because apparently that's something that happens now, and it happens more and more and more in the uh, debates, which is annoying. Uh, and the first one comes from at Munchmeat2015, asks, Punny use to be safe. Some one stole my car. What will you do to make Pawnee safe? And can you help me find my car? <laughs> and Fester's a solution is have a gun mounted to your dashboard which automatically shot people trying to break into it and people um, clap <laughs> yeah people are like yeah that's a good yeah. idea you'd still have your car and bobby's point is like you know that stinks that that happened to you somebody once stole skis from my jeep and i was so mad i punched a mailbox this has nothing to do with the show but this is an amazing story that i i heard about a lady in portland who had a honda civic that had been stolen like a dozen times and she used to leave a note in it that said if you steal this car please just park it back somewhere near this block so i can get to work wow that's that's all and and did it work yeah yeah it did it did yeah and one time she actually um came back to her stolen car and there was more gas in it than she left it oh that's nice yeah someone's like i just i really need this right now <laughs> yeah i'm not poor or anything i just <laughs> need i need community, a ride. community car you know yeah. why not yeah. Anyway, it's a it's it's Uber without the driver, yeah. uh, which is probably the best way to go. Um, and Bobby sums up his story by saying, I'm against crime. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> and everybody claps at that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to headquarters for uh, campaign headquarters. And April's like, we can't. We got to do something. Ron, can you help? And, and he's like, I don't know anything. And he's just acting out scenes from his favorite movies. <laughs> yes. and the first one is uh, his roadhouse. Um, which is uh, pretty amazing the way he acts it all out and uh, can't even get into it. I, you just have to watch it. And because uh, <laughs> it's just, just the opening line is so Swayze runs, boom, boom. <laughs> right. tackles the guy off the motorcycle. <laughs> and he's using, he's using people in the audience. Yeah. You know, his, the donor audience, you know, so he's got him in a headlock. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And the, the beautiful thing about Andy's reenactments is reenactments is like, he, it's starting, and it seems like people are just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like, Todd is in the back row, uh, <laughs> just like rolling his eyes, essentially, at that what's happening right now. Um, but as it continues, people get more and more into it, which I love. I love, I love the part where he goes, and he takes the esophagus out of the neck area. You can't eat. You'll starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> he died of complications of esophagus removal. <laughs> and that is roadhouse <laughs> that is roadhouse what should i do next <laughs> <laughs> what would what would be your go-to what's the movie 
that you know so well that you could reenact, you would be confident. Re- I know you're confident reenacting anything, but like you would just be like, I can take you through this whole tight 90 minute movie. Uh, it would either be Tommy Boy or Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh, nice. Good choice. I could do either of those. Like just, yes. If you said, tell me about halfway through Dumb and Dumber, what's happening? I could probably just go, oh, that's probably where. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably uh, Jim Carrey, uh, you know, dreaming while driving about the uh, party that he's having <laughs> with Mary and <laughs> so and the, the kung fu fight in the restaurant pulls his heart out. You can't live that way. <laughs> so, you'll die. You'll, you'll die. die. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your movie? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Dumb and Dumber or uh, probably Caddyshack. It's probably the two yes. movies I've, I've watched the most. And it's funny that ours are both comedies versus Andy's are all action flicks. So. Yeah, well, I think that uh, speaks to, uh, you know, we w- we don't want to, to do great harm to people. <laughs> yeah, He's got I, an inner rage. I'm against violence, and I'm, a, I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> yeah, so they go back to uh, the debates, and Joan asks another question about Parney's park system. And the question is, why is Ramsett Park so filthy and awful? <laughs> I love it, like Leslie's, when she starts to ask the question, Leslie's like, yes, the parks, pride, you know, crown jewel yeah. of Pawnee. Right. And this is, a, you know, a, a challenge for people who work in government because Joan is asking an emotional question and Leslie is responding with a policy response, mm-hmm. which is a terrible way to respond to emotions. Um, and they do a good job of highlighting that. Because like she's talking, it's really complicated. And it's like, no, we feel bad about this. It's not that complicated. And Purd, it jumps in to talk about an update <laughs> on his t- her time allotment. And that update is that your time is almost gone. <laughs> and let's say, I have no time left. Well, when you, you had some time when I started talking, but by the time I finished, your time was up. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so Purd is the best. Uh, and then she, Joan turns to Newport and makes a rebuttal. Um, and, and his response is, if something is dirty, we should clean it up. And then he gives this story about Yolanda, who was very wise and told him that uh, she's not going to clean his room, no moss. Uh, and uh, and he's like, that really bummed me out. I think we should clean up the parks like my room after Yolanda finally, you know, gave in and cleaned it up for me. <laughs> and uh, Leslie responds basically saying, like, look, we don't all have Yolandas who can clean up our room. Some of us believe that you need to roll up your sleeves and do the hard work yourself. And she yeah. gets a, applause for this um, because the, this is what people want to hear. And Brandy jumps in and says, yes, I agree. Leslie and I are basically the same. And, as, and if you watch what they're wearing, it is almost exactly the same. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, and <laughs> she's like, we do all of our work ourselves. And Le- Leslie's like, I don't want to be associated with your work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so and again, Joan points out once again, Brandy and Leslie are essentially the same person. Um, and then it cuts to the spin room where Tom is like totally slouched over, like giving over essentially to how terrible his life is. Um, and points out like, uh, you know, Bobby Newport is handsome and charming, which means people will vote for him because there's no justice in the world. Uh, and, uh, they're asked like, what do you, what that the reporter whose name I looked it up is Eugene Pilgrim, Pillow Grimaldi. <laughs> Eugene Pillow Grimaldi is the the character's name um, and asking, like, what do you say about Bobby saying we need to clean parks up? And Chris is like, uh, you know, Leslie works tirelessly to do this all the time and points out 78 percent of Pawneeans label our parks as pristine. And Tom just says, you know what? 
we all know the better looking Park is, the more attention it will get from Lady Parks who want to have sex with him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he's talking about Parks. I think that's subtext. Um, and uh, and so Anne like <laughs> takes him out and is like, "What is your problem?" And uh, Tom's like, "We just broke up, and you're already like getting together with Chris." Uh, and 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 he's like, "I saw you guys getting back together, and what about us?" And Tom and Anne's like, "There is no us because you keep." acting a fool and tom's like well i'm sorry i just i get nervous and so they're like we just need to get get together um and, and tom's like please vote for me to be your boyfriend <laughs> um and then they cut to a the auditorium and they're on a break and leslie's like he's winning how is he winning um and and ben's like you're doing fine uh and she's like no i need to go on the attack and Ben's like no when you came off you looked like a bully so we need to you're doing a really good job easing off but they um, and they point out the fact that it, like everything he's saying is nonsense and he's fooling them. Right. Like, like yeah, like nothing he's saying has any substance. Huh. That sounds so familiar. Slapping it up. That sounds like something that happened about four years after this was on television. Anyway, uh, I didn't realize that Parks and Rec was so prophetic. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, and while they're talking, Bobby is drinking out of a juice box. <laughs> like, like that Jen boxer, is holding like a, yeah like a boxer in the corner Jen is holding the juice box for him and he's drinking out of it and like they're like I can't believe he's winning this thing uh and then <laughs> he t- cuts to him like saying like Leslie this is fun isn't it <laughs> um and so they they come back into the uh the debate uh and uh Fester opens this is like, a mo- this is like the next part is just a montage of answers to questions like i love this kind of format for jokes because we have to infer what the actual question was right right which is very fun and we should just read these sure how about we go every other okay um, so i'll start with fester and then okay so go for it all right <laughs> well there's no reason on earth that i can think of that we shouldn't have concussion grenades in our nation's movie theaters by the year 2013, we'll have a fully functional mall on Jupiter. That was just one year after this aired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, I agree that movies should be more faithful to the books that they are based on. But what does that have to do with this election? All my movies are based on books. <laughs> and anyone who even rubs their hands on a leather jacket should be tried for murder. I'm an American. My father is an American. My mother is an American. My godfather is the viceroy of the Principality of Liechtenstein. Once again, people. Grenade launcher. Daniel Craig. No, no, no. Timothy Dalton. I was in favor of closing the border's bookstore, not the border to Mexico. <laughs> uh, I guess my thoughts on abortion, you know, let's all just have a good time. I don't care about that issue. Ask someone else. <laughs> For the record, I'd appear in a film with any of my fellow candidates. And she stares <laughs> at Leslie. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to Bobby going, oh, okay. Oh, how, how kind of you. <laughs> Uh, anteaters, kill shot, money shot, fudgesicles. Let's spend our money on what matters. Police, fire, parks, and schools. And that's the guy, like all of those different responses <laughs> to whatever the questions are. Right, <laughs> fudgesicles, fudgesicles. Um, yeah, and so uh, you know, Jen points out like she's doing better. Um, and Ben's like she's doing better than okay. Or did you miss the applause she got on the raccoon safety question? <laughs> At least they're, they're addressing it, you know, finally. <laughs> the raccoon safety question, uh, which is probably something Bobby's never had to worry about in his nope. Sweetums Palace. 
Got so, a raccoon guy. Yeah. Yolando was also the raccoon wrangler. Uh, so, yeah. So Ben's like, we're doing great. Why are you so casual? And Jen's like, well, we got an ace in the hole. A little surprisey-wisey. <laughs> um, and so uh, then she asks about Chris. Like, hey, does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> Ben's like, just stop talking. Um, it cuts back to headquarters. Uh, and Andy is like, you guys know anything about a guy named John Rambo? <laughs> And it opens up with Rambo and and him going through the uh, the story of John Rambo and Ron goes out. It cuts to him going out and climbing the the the, the telephone pole, and he's he's like, after I steal this cable feed, I will repay the cable company for the service we used. Um, and so he's uh, that's how he's going to solve this problem by turning the cable back on, essentially. Um, and so they Joan asks another question. Uh, for Bobby, some, not me, have criticized your involvement with your father's candy company, Sweetums. Would your affiliation with big business affect your decision as a city councilor? And uh, he says, look, I think we should run this town like a business. Blessing Up is very anti-business. My dad said if she wins the election, they'll probably have to move Sweetums to Mexico. That would be terrible, of course. Thousands of people in this town would lose their jobs, and we wouldn't have any candy. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I do know this. I win, I bet I could get them to stay. <laughs> and Purr's like, wow, <laughs> shocking stuff. <laughs> We're going to be back with our closing statements right after a word from our sponsor, Sweetums, <laughs> Pony's biggest supplier of candy and jobs. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> uh, and so then it cuts to Ben and Leslie talking like, man, I can't believe he's going to do this. They're going to move to Mexico if Bobby doesn't win. And they, they, this is a crappy stunt to pull. Uh, and, and she's like, I got to attack him. And he's more confident I have to attack him. And Ben's like, no, 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 no. Let's just deal with damage control later. And then she's like, no, I've got a plan. I know how to do this. Um, and so he's like, okay, go for it. Do it. And uh, then it cuts to Ron working on the thing, singing a, a, a Wichita lineman song um, about fixing fel- telephone lines is what the song's about. Um, and the best, uh, the best part of that is there's a police siren in the background and he just grabs the pole looking like he's going to get caught. Well, know. yeah, he's like trying to hide, hide. Like, <laughs> splinter cell style, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the best games. Um, Agreed. I mean, there's no like punch combinations or anything. <laughs> no fatality moves. Like it's just about go slow, dude. go slow. Yeah. Which is basically how I try to play every video game. If I go too fast, I'll fall off the edge. So this one's like, no, just go slow. Let's go hide in a box. Yeah, I'm going to hide in a box all night and I'll come back in the morning. Those people will be asleep. So, um, yeah. So final comments. um, And uh, Bobby's is like, how do we fix this town? I have no idea. You tell me. That's what I'm counting on. You tell me. Uh, And then it cuts back to headquarters. And he's like, that's how it ends. I loved it. It's called Babe. (laughs) And I know it sounds corny. Talking pig, whatever. You, you should see it. And Donna crying says, I feel like I just did. <laughs> and then the, the TV's back on right in time, right on time. Like, wow, what, what amazing uh, uh, providence here that right when the less is going to give her closing statement, the, the donors are able to see this. It's almost like they wrote it down this way. Um, and uh, she points out that she's angry that Bobby would try to hold the ha- town hostage and leave if you don't give him what he wants. Corporations are not allowed to dictate what a city needs. That power belongs to the people. And Bobby Newport and his daddy would like you to think it belongs to them. And then 
She says, I love this town. And when you love something, you don't threaten it. You don't punish it. You fight for it. You take care of it. You put it first. As your city counselor, I'll make sure that no one takes advantage of Pawnee. And if I seem too passionate, it's because I care. If I come on strong, it's because I feel strongly. And if I push too hard, it's because things are moving not fast enough. This is my home. You are my family. And I promise you, I'm not going anywhere. And Bobby, holy bleep, Leslie, that was awesome. <laughs> and during that whole time, there's a there's a montage of all of the people in all the different areas listening to the speech and just being like, you know, really impacted by it and appreciating yeah. it. And this is where we get the one shot of Jerry in a room holding hands with a bunch of nuns. Yes. Which I was just... <laughs> They're like Jerry. Jerry's like, what can I do to help tonight? And right, they're like, right. Just go to the convent. Go, go, just pray. You know, just just be. You know. Uh, yeah, and this is the most like West Wingy of of the show so far. Like when you watch the debates on the West Wing, it cuts to all of the campaign staff and mm -hmm. all the different people who are like listening and people like on the edge of their seats. It's even like the. The did you see Newsroom? Another Aaron Sorkin oh, show. Absolutely, yeah. So Fantastic. when uh when Harry Lloyd is uh giving his speech, <laughs> yeah. um and uh and in the very first episode and everybody's listening, like leaning in to him talking about how you know broken the media is and politics in America, it's that kind of moment and it's so well crafted. Uh and then like just as you think, just as you think this show is taking itself too seriously, Bobby speaks. <laughs> Holy bleep, Leslie, that was awesome. <laughs> and uh, he's blown away. Yeah. Like, man, Leslie would be really good at this job. <laughs> and so uh, I hope she wins. <laughs> so it cuts to Andy, like freaking out and like, yeah, play the song. And they play Catch Your Dreams. And Andy's <laughs> all excited and he kicks the TV <laughs> and calls out for Ron to fix that now because they he broke it again. Um, and then it cuts to the spin room uh, and uh, Chris is talking about how one one can is right for this town and one of them is not. And uh, and then, you know, Anne and Chris talk in between spin sessions uh, and she says, look, this is very flattering. I just don't think it's a good idea. And Chris is like it's worth a thought. It's worth worth a shot. Uh, and uh, I need to go run some stairs to work through these feelings. <laughs> and Tom is happy that Chris is sad. Um, even though Anne's like, I don't know, we're not, I'm not getting back together with anyone right now. And so Tom's like, I'll take it. And then he gets up to do spin the way Tom, only Tom can spin. And, uh, you know, she's scrappy like a terrier. She's smooth like a blended whiskey. My girl has big ideas and big feelings that she's not afraid to express them. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so Leslie and Ben are talking at the, after the debate and which like, was I too mean? And no, you're perfect. And uh, Bobby comes up as they're talking and like, we did it. We did it. Oh, I was so nervous, but we completely got through it. I haven't felt this good since I scored that lacrosse goal at state. Seriously. Hey, party at my dad's lake house. Bring whoever you want. <laughs> and then he like tries to leave and he gets lost. It, like he has a moment <laughs> of like, which way is that the exit? And goes and uh, they're just like, what happened? <laughs> what happened with Bobby? And uh, then the credits, uh, we get Andy's actual telling of the Rambo story. Um, <laughs> he does a really good Rambo impression. Yeah, he does. And I think, you know, I don't think Chris Pratt would tell you like he never watched any action movies growing up. And part of what I wonder too is how much of this was like his idea. Cause it right. seems like these are all the movies that he knows. So Ab well. absolutely more yeah. than just like, this was in the script for me. Like, it's like, no, nah, this is, 
this is Chris Pratt saying, I got three great movies I want to talk about. <laughs> Roadhouse, Rambo, and Babe. <laughs> so I right. throw like point break in there or something. Yeah, that would have been that would have been even better. So Chris Pratt would go on to play with uh Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Guardians of the Galaxy Two and Wichita Lineman was was in the soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy One. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so this episode, so many so many jokes and a, like a great little uh picture of some of the other characters of Pawnee that we don't really get to see very much of. Like I love more of Fester trim. <laughs> yeah. Um like he that's just a excellent, excellent character. Um and uh yeah, I do love Eugene Pillow Grimaldi. <laughs> Every time I look at those words, like those aren't words. <laughs> He's like the um, most apathetic reporter. Like, oh, I got to ask this question. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I'm working the local beat of debates. <laughs> and he's like, once every couple of years, they pull out Eugene Pilgrimali <laughs> and say, you got to go to the spin room. Um, and uh, yeah, so great episode. Super fun. Uh, yeah. Anything else that we need to cover from this one? I don't think so. No, I think we got most everything. Uh, next one coming up is continuing on the, the campaign trail bus tour. Oh, that one is also very good. Yep. And then win, lose or draw after. So we got two more left of this season. Oh man. It's going to be good. Uh, the, uh, user reviews 10 out of 10, one of the funniest episodes in television history. Three times in this episode, I had to pause to catch my breath because I was laughing so hard. Paul Rudd is an American icon. And then the next one, nine out of 10, watching in 2021, it's too close for comfort. <laughs> right? I feel like I'm watching a Trump debate. I think Trump modeled his politics off Bobby Newport. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think Trump watched like all NBC shows because if you watch like The Office and Parks and Rec, so. So many things that they bring up about politics and even Trump himself, he just yeah. plays right into. Right. And he probably looked as like, well, obviously, Paul Rudd is the most attractive person. He's the most like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I need to be more like Paul Rudd. Yeah. I'm an attractive park. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The world. You guys, the world. Uh, it is a hot mess. Um, I'm trying to find the one guy who rates him one all the time. Is he? There's only yeah. There's only two reviews. So that guy pieced out. Written out reviews. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that, that they they pieced out on this one. I'm positive the guy probably wrote it, and IMDb is silencing him. He raged. He's, he he just rage deleted it. He just too many feelings. He's being shadow banned by IMDb. He's been canceled. By yeah big episode review anyway yeah so yeah the uh bus tour is next excited for that and then uh bus tour has another uh appearance of uh a burt macklin situation um with andy doing his investigative work so i'm, I'm excited and uh yeah it'll be fun yep <laughs> yep. all right i'm not running out of things to say about this episode yeah it was it was a it's a great episode you know it shows once again like you know uh leslie's ability to 
pull something out at the last second and how, you know, unfortunately, like what we would really want to happen is that true, like you were saying, like real feelings and real, like actual logical facts would win the, win the day. But that's, you know, that's why we have these shows. <laughs> so we can live in this, this, uh, you know, this world here, because that's not always what happens in the real world. So yeah, I, 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 those, I know way to, way to bring it down, but no, it was, it's, it was, it's an amazingly funny, funny episode today on a very special parks and conversation. <laughs> Sometimes the world's a disappointment. <laughs> Watch, watch more TV. Watch more TV. That's why it's there. <laughs> I think everybody can agree with you on that. So. Circus and bread, my friends. Circuses and bread. I don't <laughs> understand what that means. That was, that was like the, the 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 whole Roman thing. Like the people, to placate the people, you got to give them spectacle and food. That's it. Well, yeah. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.